What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of Libations for Everyone. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts, Mr. Ben Quam, and uh, today we're hanging out with my friend Tommy Thompson, sipping shots and sharing thoughts, kind of just having a good time. Um, our show, hopefully you've listened to other episodes. If you haven't, uh, our show is about hanging out and uh, we're taking little shots and we're talking about different topics. We're going to kind of change it around as we go. Uh, we are sitting in a neighborhood that I have never been in as a 41 year, well, 40 of 41 years as a 20, twin, sin, twin citizen. Is that what it would be? Twin a Minneapolitan? Twin citizen? Twin citizen, I guess. I never heard it called a twin citizen. I actually like that. Well, yeah, because yeah. like, I've lived in the suburbs too, so I can't, I can't yeah. rep Minneapolis all day long. But we're, uh, we're all the way over here yeah. in West St. Paul yeah. where they have it all. And you, and this is, I mean, it's technically a suburb, but it feels like a, I mean, it feels like the city to me. I mean, you're, you're close to downtown St. Paul. So I'm going to introduce the voice that you just heard in a hot second, but, uh, Charles, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm licking my lips, looking at this glass of whiskey. Mm. I feel like I've been waiting all night for this shot. So, uh, our other co-host, Charles Wad. Charles, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, kind of how this works? Yeah. So a lot of you are familiar with the rule set here, but essentially what we do is we take a shot, we present a topic of conversation. We speak on it for a minimum of 10 minutes. We have a tendency to go over. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode with Stephanie March, you realize we can go very over on all of the questions at times. I'm not uh, fucking sorry. That was a great episode. Yeah, yeah, no, no apologies whatsoever. But a minimum of 10 minutes, and then we take another shot and reset the clock and so on and so forth. Six total shots, six one-ounce shots. They're, you know, mini pours. Today yeah. we are uh, sipping from the gorgeous bottle of Woodford Reserve that uh, our good friend Tommy Thompson bought. Tommy, introduce yourself and uh, talk about what's going on in your world. Uh, I am Tommy Thompson. Uh, and that is me. Uh, so in my world, uh, it's just this is it. I, I want you, want you guys to come down to my basement and see this has uh, been in this house for two years. And I have not had as many people down here as I wanted to just because of COVID and all those things. Uh, my wife and I got this house and uh, I found what I think is the perfect, like, Midwestern basement of with like wood grain and carpet and a, and, a, and a bar down here and like that's so I was like we got to do it here because because uh, I, I need to have well for one I need to have friends over <laughs> you know yeah. my wife left for the night uh, I need to have some friends over so uh, yeah so that's why I went and bought a, uh, a bottle of whiskey that I figured we could uh, we can enjoy and uh, I feel like you and I haven't been, you and I haven't seen each other in way too long it's frightening yeah it's like we run into each other here and there but uh you know especially now that i'm over here and i used to you know i was a minneapolis guy for a long time um just nice to that you guys that called me up to do this it's you know it's so funny because i think a lot of us i don't i don't i've never been a a saint paulite so i don't know i would assume that it's reciprocal but we act like it's you know driving to peru to get here but really this is about the same amount of time it would take to get to like a friend's house in rogers uh, yeah. And you get a lot better things to look at on your way. <laughs> and like it, it's it's strange to me because I I used to think it was not centrally located at all. But it, I mean we're close to the airport. We're close to mm-hmm. downtown St. Paul. Um, my brother used to live here. He lived here for like you know eight years before I moved over here. And uh, I used to give him so much shit. I would be like, uh, you live closer to Wisconsin than you do to Minneapolis, right? Because you really do. Yeah. But I mean it, it tells you how close it is to get to Wisconsin. Um, and now that I'm over here, it's like yeah, I can get to anywhere relatively quickly. I mean uh, you know to, if I'm going to Maple Grove. That's a, That's a track, yeah. yeah. But uh, but then you remind yourself you're not going to Maple Grove. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a Pittsburgh Blue Dina. <laughs> you know, that was the only reason I'd ever go to Maple Grove before. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's been good, man. I um, you know, I 
I never thought I would move to the suburbs. I lived in South Minneapolis. I lived by Lake Nokomis before, and uh, it was great over there, but uh, you can get like a better house for your money over here because it's so expensive. I knew you were so. a true South Minneapolis uh, citizen when you, without even mentioning it, paused conversation as a plane flew overhead, and that's how we can always tell yeah. each other. <laughs> like if you lived in South Minneapolis underneath the, the flight patterns, you just inherently will stop a conversation yeah. and not say a word, like mid-syllable. You pause as the plane goes overhead, and then you just pick up and keep going, and <laughs> yeah. you never acknowledge it. That's something that we, we don't offer up too freely, but when you yeah. see it in somebody else, you're like, oh, yeah, he, he actually lives there. house was on train tracks. It was a very similar day. There you go. Like, yeah, you like, hear the plane coming, and then you're like, okay, well, it's time for everybody to make a drink, go to the bathroom. You know, We'll come back <laughs> right. in three minutes. We'll have our conversation. <laughs> Quick yeah, smoke break. It's yeah. <laughs> so long. You're like, all yeah. right, let's pick this back up at 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just start dinner. Go have a go have a stick outside real quick. Right, <laughs> and like for people that don't, I mean, like we're we're you know we were at it was like you know Nokomis. So it was like we where our old house was. It was literally at the end of you you know if you took our backyard and went diagonal, it was right at the end of where the runway was. So you could not only hear the plane go over, but you could hear like the 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 backwash of like you know the plane would go over, and then two seconds later you hear that whoosh. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, that's how close we were. Like to, I feel like <laughs> it was so gonna awesome. blow your patio furniture over. <laughs> Well, the dynamic in this one should be interesting because uh, uh, Charles and Tommy just met about 10 minutes ago, and I was trying, before I picked up Charles on our way here, I was trying to figure out if I could list like all of the connections that you and I have had over the years. Man. I mean, we've we've worked events together. I've opened for you doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. I married you and your wife. Yep. Uh, we've been on at least four podcasts together, whether guests or hosts. Yep. Uh, countless, way, way, way too late at night evenings. There was a couple of years there. It was just a pretty, pretty constant thing. We're like, because we both worked in the industry, so it's like you wouldn't, if you wanted a socialite, you like you wouldn't do anything until you got off work, and yeah. that'd be it. You know, and you just try to rush over to somebody's bar that was still open to be able to have a cocktail and, and, and you know, you know, be able to shoot the shit about how the night was. Yeah, and, you know, it's just so. it's wild, like being here because I don't feel like any of that time has passed at all. And then you think about like the amount of time involved since like the first couple of times that we hung out. Yeah. And that's like that friendship is a senior in high school right now. Yeah. Which is odd to think about. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I didn't, I didn't do the math on it until right now. That's <laughs> scary. Well, and it's like I, the only time that I, I realize that kind of stuff now is like, you know, we didn't start until 2 a.m. Like if I were up till 2 a.m. tonight, I would feel like dog shit. Absolutely. Like, I mean, so it's like, then you kind of notice it a little bit. Besides that, I don't feel much different. I mean, I have no I feel interest. like I still like a lot of the same stuff and, and I still talk to the same people, but it's just like, you see that now that you see the people that you used to see every day, you see them probably, you know, once every three months or something like that. And that's if you run into each other because everybody's got, you know, their own lives and their own careers and stuff like that. So it's, I'll take, uh, a, I'll take, I'll trade seeing the sunrise while drinking for, an afternoon of drinking and then an early bedtime, which is what you love do. that. Which you hit anybody that <laughs> hits forty and still is personally. out at like at bar close. You <laughs> have to work in the industry of some sort because, like to me, I don't. I, I that's my exact perfect day of like a Saturday during football season or you know go for games or or Sundays for Vikings games. Like I want to go out and I want to be at the bar at eleven. And I want to have. I want to have brunch. I want to, you know, have a couple bloodies, and then I want to be back in bed to watch the night game in my bed. Yep. You know, and so that's kind of how I do. It. Like I, you know, every once in a while we'll like go to a wedding or something like that, and then we'll be out late, and I'm just like the next day, I'm just like I can't handle it anymore. I know? very so. quietly love that I'm I'm even aging out of wedding season now. Like it's great, I got right, <laughs> it's so great. great. Yeah, COVID just cleared the slate yeah. completely. Yeah, and now everybody's like, we're just gonna elope, and I'm yeah. like. 
you know like, somebody I'll hold the camera you, phone up and we'll get it i'll <laughs> send you a really yeah. nice present <laughs> yeah. and that'll yeah. be mostly a congrats but also a little bit of a thank you for not making me which go is to the wedding. way wedding should have been from the beginning of Correct. time you know <laughs> it just yeah well to that i say we cheers and uh if you feel like it maybe let's uh let's start this off yeah charles you feel good about it cheers gents here's to you guys oh i love this sound effect by the way that's so sexy you guys can't hear that right now but you'll hear it on the recording <laughs> It's actually a quality segue, this grown-up conversation. Yeah. I do want to note that even at my age, I can never be the one to say tonight is over. Like, if someone wants to drink till 6 a.m., I'll still do it. <laughs> um, can I give uh, a human – I hope to have as a guest on this podcast one day. Uh, okay. I give him credit. Uh, he called it the Embers Effect or the Perkins Effect. Yeah. Both both <laughs> are allowed. And um, he was – his name's Andy Vetch. He was, and as far as I know, still is a complete badass and a wonderful dude. But he would get like unconscionably angry when somebody, because it was always the late night party yeah. at like three thirty or four. Somebody'd be like, "Let's go to Perkins," and it ruins the party because it yeah. divides everybody in half. Yeah. And then no matter what, it just kind of like kills it. Yeah. And we were sitting around a bonfire, and uh, our buddy Seth was on the other side of the bonfire, and he was like, "Man, I'm really hungry. I could go for some like late night breakfast. Like anybody up for Perkins?" And Andy just reached. We had had a lot to drink. And Andy just reached down and was like, fuck off. And he just threw an empty bottle of Jack across the fire. Like to <laughs> yeah. Seth didn't see it come and hit him square, like square in the forehead. And the boom sound, I literally, I threw up basically. I was laughing so hard. I was gagging. <laughs> but Did he when he finally out? like, <laughs> yeah, well, he was dazed. And then he had a nice little trickle of blood coming down. And he really came out of, and all he could think about was what was his problem with Perkins? Like, did he want, was he, are you more of like an Embers guy? Like, yeah. he's like, no, you're ruining yeah. the party. Yeah, you'd rather go to Denny's. He's like, if you don't say a flame burger, we're fighting. We're fucking fighting. <laughs> an emotional conversation yeah. about yeah. late night breakfast. Cool. Well, let's get into it. Uh, and like I said, this is a good segue from the, the adult conversation we were just having. So are you a case of the Mondays kind of person? Like, do you dread work days and like work for the weekend? Uh, now I do because I, I work, I have a day job, but like, yeah. uh, and especially during football season, just because, you know, that, that is like, uh, you know, when it's not football, my wife's a huge football fan as well. So like she's, she wants to go out and watch Vikings games. So we, we, we roll a little rough on Mondays just because we, we like to usually stay out for the Vikings game. And then sometimes it rolls into the, the second game or, or you go have dinner with friends. Like my brother and his mm-hmm. wife live a mile away. So we'll go have dinner with them and just up a little bit later than normal. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, it's, I actually like it because I lost the feeling of being excited when I worked in a bar, I lost the feeling of being excited on for a Friday to come around. Yeah. And now like at my job, like we, we work till five every day of the week besides Friday, we get out at three. Uh, and I'm like ready at two 30. I'm shutting, I'm shutting my brain down. I'm ready to Ready to like, like I'm ready to go home. Ready to just like start the weekend or whatever. Um, so I like it. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm a work for the weekend guy, but I I prefer that honestly to um, to having your life be you know you know every day is a Saturday you know pretty much you know or being the guy that like goes out and tears it up on a Monday you know because that's your day off. Yep. It's uh, it just so it just was so odd to me to uh, now like this. I mean I've been you know I've been have had a day job for probably seven years now. And um, and I I prefer this for sure. Um, I I miss being in a I miss working in a bar whenever I'm in a bar watching somebody work. 
Sometimes, like, I'm sitting on the other side of the bar. I'm just like, oh, God, I missed this, you know. I still say we. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I haven't clocked in yeah. as a bartender yeah. for a job in, like, eight years, probably seven years. But I still say we like I'm a part of it. And you think to yourself, like, what are these days I made us do it again? Yeah. You know, and then my wife has to remind me, you say that all the time and you're not going to fucking do it. No. <laughs> it's something and, you and, say in yeah. perpetuity. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, <laughs> and so – and you had that – and not to take it off the topic of conversation, but, like – but you have that time too, where you're like in a bar that you don't know people, or you're sitting there and you'll just see stuff going on. There, you're just like, oh, the couple's been waiting forever. You know, you're just, <laughs> like, you're just like, just you get your your foot's tapping. You're just like, would it be bad if I just grab menus and set them in front of them? You know, like, yeah. you know, just shit like that. Or it's just like, yeah, you got to get that out of your head and, and just be a regular person. But it's like, it gets ingrained in your flagging you know? people down to get other tables their checks. Yeah, uh, I think table fourteen was looking for. Yeah, the bill. and they're like, who who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do hate that. Uh, I I am I'm split on that because I have found joy in a weekend now. Yeah. I love the fact that like my wife is a fastidiously clean person for most of the time, and she's gotten me into this. Like if we work really hard and we clean the fucking house top to bottom, hour and a half, we're done. Yeah, and then that's check. And I'm like, I don't. I still don't enjoy doing it. It's like running or really any kind of working out. I don't enjoy it, but I like the feeling afterwards yeah. so I can get there that way. So this is what, on weekend mornings or? Yeah, like okay. Saturday morning. Sure. She, I mean, no matter what happens the night before, we both go to bed at 10. She's still up at like 5.30, like just yeah. buzzing around. And she's nice enough to let me sleep till 7.30, 8, 8.30. That's when all of a sudden she just comes in the bedroom more yeah. and like fiddles with things and whatnot. Loudly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I like Mondays. I know that sounds weird, but- Mondays for me have become like a work day that I can kind of prep out the entire weekend. Yeah. And that was a, a time that I never gave myself before. So I'm yeah. sure if I picked a different day, I would be just as excited about it. But Mondays, because of the industry that I'm in, Mondays just seem to work the best. And I yeah. really enjoy that. Like yeah, I get up in the have morning. It doesn't like that you hate Mondays necessarily. It's just the old adage. Oh, I'm a weekend But yeah, some people just dread. I mean, a lot of people ironically hate Sundays because they have to work the next mm -hmm. day. So they waste this entire day off dreading the fact that they have to work the next five days where they have this whole day off. Yeah. You have the day off. Like, you calm can down. do whatever you want. Yeah, right. and I feel like if you're strategic about it, you can have a pretty damn good Sunday. And like, But it's like it just depends on what you're – to me, it always depends on what my Saturday is like. Yeah. You know, if I have a fun Saturday, my chill. Sunday is going to be <laughs> – Same way. Yeah. So it's like uh, – and I, and I get what you're saying, though, because you're still – in the industry to the point where like your your week ramps up the closer you get to the weekend Correct. you're probably busier for, you know as you get to, you want to make sure everybody's taking care of for Fridays and you know and for the weekend but for me it's like Friday I get because I work in healthcare it's like Friday I get like everything all set for Monday and then Monday it's just like sit down and take a deep go. breath and here we go we're in it um I'm also on call a lot for work so it's like uh like I'm on call this weekend so that's why I actually don't mind Mondays because then I get to not be on call that next day so you know I, can get, I can get rid of the on-call phone and be like a regular person again. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's a whole different thing, especially you know the idea of you know you get to, going out of town, especially when it's nice out. You're going to a cabin or something like that on a Friday. Yeah, it's the best. Yep. What about you, Charles? Yeah, I mean, part of the reason I ask this question is because it's always bothered me a little bit that people waste any any day of their life really. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that a lot of people waste Sundays for that yeah. reason, where they're dreading the work week or. Or say, ah, oh, Monday's the worst because I got the rest of the week ahead of me. But you can still maximize on your like potential as a human being on each of those days, even if yeah. you have a full work day. And I, I know a lot of people dread their jobs, and that has a, a lot to do with it. But I'm, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty steadfast in the belief that 
you know, any any wasted day is uh, irresponsible, including Mondays. All right. Now I got to ask both of you guys only because I I already have my answer. But how close are you to letting one fly like on a weeknight if somebody's like, but come on, like, can you can you turn it off and say, I'm going to be hung over tomorrow because I want to do this or I haven't seen this person in forever? I'll just or I'll, go, it... I'll go first because people get mad at me when I say this, but I don't get hangovers, yeah. so I don't care. I, I could push through. I don't, I don't like to drink on weekdays necessarily, just because it's unhealthy to drink all the time. Do you feel Obviously, recent the next months. Day? What's that? Do you feel kind of lethargic the next day? Like, do you at least feel uh, tired? I can, I can be a little tired, yeah, yeah. But I think actually, if I'm so, if I'm actively working, yeah. it's not really okay. problematic for yeah. me. But also, you know, recent months we've all been drinking a lot more. I mean, you know, not everybody, but yeah. many people. <laughs> people and in our a circles. lot of that's made me want to sort of rein it in. Yeah, and. In a sense, like, again, I know this makes me sound like a dick, but it's sort of a curse to not have the effects the next day Yeah, because, oh, fuck, we got nothing else to do. Let's make cocktails and drink all night. Yeah. If you can do that six days a week, it's a little easier to do if you know you're not going to feel punished by it. It's fact. Yeah, day. and I almost uh, – you know what? I'm glad that I that I do get hangovers because it stops me from overindulging more than I probably should because I don't like to hang – so right. like, you were better about that before just about anybody I knew. Like uh, you would yeah. call it out and you didn't, there was no tail between the legs. You're like, I got too fucked up last night. I'm not. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I, and, and I like, because I just get bad hangovers and like, uh, I'm, I'm cursed with uh, bad anxiety. So like, that's the biggest thing it's more, for me more than anything else is if I drink too much, I get, uh, I get bad anxiety the next day. So I love it. Yeah. And then for me, like my job is, uh, very like, stressful. Um, so, uh, so for me, that's to have clock, to like, by the way, <laughs> that's right. I didn't know if I should keep talking. So to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep talking. It. Uh, it's like the red light. Finish your bit, dude. <laughs> Finish your little sketch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the uh, with anxiety and stuff like that, it's uh, it's hard because you know my job's stressful. Then it makes it way worse if I like you know if I if I had too much the night before, and like I, I just I just if I have too much, it's generally I had probably an extra cocktail when I got home that I probably should have. You know, but it's never right. usually more than that. It's not like that old move. You yeah. wake up with the full drink on the dresser. yeah, yeah. It's, it's never like, like it's never like uh, <laughs> I, I, I at ten that. o'clock. I decided to go to the bar at ten. You know, yeah. it's like it's never that. So it's always it's always if I just decide to have you know I'll have you know I, I feel pretty good. I have another one. It's eleven o'clock at night, and then it's like nope, I should have went to bed. Yeah, when I when I thought I was going it. to, but <laughs> I sound real boring. When I, <laughs> I don't know, you sound like no. a normal functioning yeah, human. Normal. But like it's just it's just the way it is now. And and I you know I mean. Married for seven years, I have somebody else to think about. So it would be weird if I was just like, hey, I'll see you later. You're going to bed, whatever. You know, I just like walked out. So, I mean, you have to, you know, have to try to be considerate about, about her shit too. My wife literally is a person that can have, like if we go out on a weekend, she'll probably have three drinks and that's it. Yeah. You know? and, and so, um, yeah, so I, I, I've slowed down a lot. But, uh, if, you know, given the right opportunity, a wedding or like, uh, or, you know, like a night where, it's gonna be you know, my buddies in the cabin. Yeah, I'm 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 in it. But I'm rarely I'm rarely the guy who's gonna who's gonna say I'm gonna stay up too late on a on a weekday. I yeah, still it's up for me. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. No, as you say, on a night to night basis, my wife actually drinks more than I do. But like, if I'm gonna drink, I I drink a lot. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing. Like for me, it's there's still a few people in my life that live either they make their own schedules or they're yeah. still on the service industry schedules or you know whatever it may be that you know you'll get a random. Tuesday night text at like eight thirty, yeah. And I have to make that call for myself. Like, I could just say I'm staying in bed, which I definitely do, or 
okay, I'm going to go meet you. But if I'm going to go out on a Tuesday night and it's already like nine o'clock, yeah. we're going to swing for the fences. Yeah. Like I, it's, it always goes back. My, my favorite killer song is a, a song called Runaways. It was like, they tried to release it on the radio. It never worked out, but it's got this great line. That's like, uh, uh, but I got a tendency to slip when the nights get wild. Yeah. And that, it always sticks with me. Like, uh, Jimmy Ferencamp from Max Industrial. Yeah. Like, I'll go hang out with him. We'll have a beer. He'll get cut. He's like, you want to stay out? We don't do anything crazy. Like, we don't go blow hundreds at a strip club or yeah. d- nothing. We just have beers and have a couple shots and talk about life. And but the all night of a sudden, gets away from you. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden it's 1230 because yeah. we've been talking and catching up for three hours. And that's where, like, I don't have – my ADD kicks in and I don't have any sort of relation as to, like, where I am. Yeah. Like – Time becomes a thing that doesn't exist until I look at my watch. Yeah, and you I, invited I, me to that concert. I think it was like <laughs> 9 p.m. I have done I that like, before because okay, nobody goes on. Go. Yeah, right. you know what? Whatever band you're seeing at first half does not give a shit if you, you know, what <laughs> what kind of person you are. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. And so that's what I've had the, those situations too. But like with, with you saying that you'll get a random text, like I, I feel like I don't hang out as regularly with like people that are in the industry as much yeah. anymore. So like I have a, you know, a couple of, you know, single guy friends that will like, if they send me a text at like you know nine o'clock on a Tuesday, they're like, "What are you doing?" And my answer will be like, "Ha ha, what do you mean?" You, know, like, <laughs> you like, fucking know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, what do you think I'm doing? I'm fucking. Yeah. Well, yeah. What are you? What are you doing? Time. What are you doing yeah. at seven thirty on yeah. a Tuesday yeah. night? Depending who. Yeah, like, shots of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well hey. this is an exception. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh fucking uh, skull. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, all right. God, I forgot how much I like Woodford. It's real good. That's real good. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah, that's a that's a that's nice. A, that sure is a that's good a um, sipper. They call that a bourbon whiskey, I think. Burp. Bur- <laughs> uh, all right. So, just the fact that I've I've known you as long as I have, I felt like this was kind of an app question because you're in healthcare now. You've been a touring stand-up comic and still are. Yeah. Um, you've been a bartender. You were an airline mechanic in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, of all of that. Those jobs, like, I don't know if we could say career path, but the path that you've chosen for careers, which one of those do you think gave you more lessons about how life actually is now looking back on it? Or is Uh, there one that maybe gave more than the others? Yeah, I mean, I think each one has their own, and this is like the softball answer, I guess. Each one has their own, you know. I love my children equally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, I think the thing that I think of the most that that probably molded who I am as as like an adult is probably the military, which is weird because I was like the further, that was like, I was the youngest in that. But I think it just, it it just taught me a lot about... um, that there's so much other parts. I mean, the other, the world is huge, and and I got to see a lot of that, and I got to meet people from all over the place. So that I think that that gears who you are. Like when I would come home on leave from that, I would just be different than a lot of the guys because you know, um, because I got to see a bunch. Of, and I and I, and I had like a I guess what I thought and maybe it was an important job. Mm-hmm. You know, like so uh, you know I was an air, air, airplane mechanic, but I flew on the planes when we went into like real world situations. So like if you know. Was in, uh, you know, I was in Kuwait. I, you know, I was in what, Kosovo. So how, like how many so. years was this? Four. Four, and that was so that would yeah. have been what, like ninety, ninety four to ninety eight. So I went in ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay. Yep. yep ninety seven. I got out right before nine eleven. Oof. So uh, and I actually tried to go back in, but I wanted to go back to the base that I left, and they they were like no. So um, like, everyone wants to come in right now. You're at the end of the list now, um, but uh, yeah, I think that one shaped me for for a lot of that. I mean, stand up has made. Uh, things easier. I think stand up helped me to get the job that I have. I mean, like the 
the job I do now, I do a lot of sales and I do a lot of, it's just, it's a lot of talking. Yeah. So if you can stand up on stage in front of a bunch of strangers and talk for an hour, you know, you're, you're probably okay talking to one person one-on-one. Because <laughs> they're way more scared than you. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and then uh, as far as a bartending, it gives you the skills to just know how people are. I mean, you can spot, you know, as well as I do, you can be anywhere and spot somebody that sucks when they walk in. Mm-hmm. Just based on a feeling in your back, you know, like you get that. Remember the, time, the times where you'd have somebody that would be messing up behind you at two tables back there and you hear a glass hit the table harder than it should. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that guy sucks. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, this is going to be an issue an hour from now. Yep. And you're never wrong. And it's always the same thing. So, like, I think that gives you, like, a good intuition. So all those things, um, you know, in my current job now is just uh, – I think all those things kind of led me to, to – I think it helps in, in those instances. But, uh, but yeah, they all definitely had their part as far as, um, you know, who I am. And, 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 you know, I still get super nostalgic for the for the military. Like, mm-hmm. I still uh, – you know, you'll see stuff all over my house still of, of you know, I, I miss it. You know, I, I – I always tease my wife like I was going to go back in the guard, and she's just like, "No, you're not going to do that." She's, you know. So the fuck you are. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 different aspects, and I hope that that's. I mean, I'm sure that's how a lot of people are. Yeah. Like you know, and guys like I, I was in a circus for five years, and then I uh, then I was a doctor. You know, each one of those things helped me out. I can do flips and surgery. You I know? learned I can't do trapeze. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, you know it's. <laughs> That's a long-winded answer, but no. it's it's definitely um, helped me to. I, I wish I could say that that one of those things, and maybe the military, but I don't know. I was pretty young. Helped me to be more patient. That's sure. the one thing I wish that I was out of all those things, mm-hmm. more patient. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't imagine being a bartender helps me be more patient. It's probably the opposite. <laughs> yeah. You know, what about you, Charles? In in your in your career, what does that lend to you in in real life? Like, how is that? Yeah. Well, I've been doing what I do now for most of my working years and for those of you who don't know i own a creative services company and i'm a creative director so we do design and marketing uh my business is 12 years old so a lesson that i had to learn probably midstream about the midway point of that is to value time more Mm. that uh sleeping under my desk or on the couch in the lounge at our studio and working 80-hour weeks, drinking a pot of coffee a day, eating, like, a banana and sleeping four hours, it's not good for your health. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about anxiety, and yeah. I uh, I ambulanced out of the Roseville, Rosedale Theater watching the first new Star Trek movie. Oh, I yeah. I thought I was having the Chris Pine one? a stroke yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. I was there with some friends I hadn't seen in years, and all day I was having, like, little chest pains. It's the first time that has happened to me, and it was anxiety based but i didn't know it at the time mm-hmm. so i got ambulanced out went to hcmc at the time i was like i want to say like 26 or 27 this is a ways back now i have to have been 28 and the doctor ran ekg and everything he's like you're fine man you're healthy as a horse you're in great shape he says what's your what are your habits what are your daily habits and i was like well i work from 7 a.m to 7 8 9 p.m sometimes i sleep in my office I sleep four hours a night. I drink an entire pot of coffee every day, and I eat one meal. And he's like, "Dude, <laughs> yeah, it's anxiety." Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I kind of started like, to let's take these things off you. We, yeah. I know what this is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Get, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Now that's when I started to turn the corner about like my willingness to leave money on the table because yeah. one's happiness uh, outstrips their earning potential, yeah. and time is so much more valuable than just yeah. like making 
maximum income. Like there was, there's a, a time that I learned that also the quality of your work improves if you're not just beating yourself to death. Yep. Yeah. And it's, if you're in a position and I'm fortunate to be in a position where my work is in demand, so I, I can select like high quality and fun yeah. clients to work with and not have to just like take whatever comes my way and, and so break you said my about back. good business as opposed to all the business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and just like, I, I, I don't think I would have met my wife nor would we have had a successful relationship if I was living the way that I was living yeah. prior to meeting her when I would just break my back, like yeah. working as many hours as possible. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, and I kind of learned the same thing with like how, you know, with the way life is right now, you can, you can work really from wherever you're at. Like, and, and that's kind of right. what I learned too with my job is that like, I can, I can take off and go do a couple of things and have my phone on me and still make all the calls I need to make and still handle things as a po- and, and not be tied to my desk and feel like you're just chained there all day. You can, you can step away for a little bit. And, and, uh, and I think that, that is something that, you know, I, I feel like we're taught based off of like, you know, people before us, you know, punching a clock at, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning and you worked your ass off until five o'clock. And I think that that's just now with technology, you don't have to do it like that. And nor, nor should you do it like that. I don't think, uh, just because I I think that it just, it just wears on you. I think we learned the wrong way to work uh, in, in let's be real in the United States. I operate my business a lot more on a bohemian sort of level where like my employees and, and collaborators, my whole ethos is here is the spec for the project and the work that I need you to do. Here's the day I need it. I don't care if you go to the cafe. Yeah. I don't care if you're in the studio. I don't care if you're on the fucking moon. Just yeah. get it to me by this day and have it be satisfactory work. And a lot of people that I work with or like employees that I work with the first time kind of look at me like I'm crazy. Like, really, I don't have to chain my leg to this desk yeah. all day, every day. No, just get the work done. Yeah. Yeah. I can is go it, to Target in the middle of my mission? day and you're not going to say anything? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it, that's. I think that that's hopefully the way that everyone's working towards. I think it's going to make a, a better class of workers. And I think that, uh, you know, you, you've especially now with all the other stresses that you have in life. So I think that when people worked like that, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have social media. They didn't have all, especially right now, you look at the, you know, you look at COVID, you look at the election, you look at all the things that, that creep their way into your life on a, you know, not even a daily basis, multiple times a day, just getting online, you know, all that stuff, you add that on top of just like pressing down and just working your ass off. I think that it's a really hard thing to, it's just unhealthy and it's just not productive to, to, to not step away yep. for a little bit. You know I mean? Sure. Go, go do your things, get whatever you, and we kind of work on the same basis for our companies that, um, you know, we basically say, you know, you know, there's some people that need to be there, you know, at certain times just cause it works at our office. But you know, if you need to go do something, go do it. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, I'll, I'll cover for you for you to go do it. You gotta, you gotta, you know, make sure your, your kid gets home, you know, for school, you know, if they're sick or, or wherever, go, even if you just got to, step out and, and, you know, take a long lunch or if you want to take the half day off just to get your mind right, go do it. And, and I think that's, that's, uh, that's the way you would hope that every company works, especially industries like yours, especially, or like, especially any kind of an industry where it revolves around you service people that have yeah. a good time. And that's what their job is to, is, is to promote that. So I think that, you know, um, you want to work as hard as you possibly can, but you want to also keep that in mind because it's, it's a job that if you take it too seriously, you probably come off the wrong way, right? As the music comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Quan. Pitbull, Mr. 305. So Quan, what's your answer to the question? Um, 
I think uh, I think I wish I could do my career in a different order because I think that I would have been better at the stuff that I tried when I was younger if I had learned more. Like bartending and then managing bars and managing employees taught me so much more about people's needs and how and what it takes for them to be uh, like an effective human in that role. And it also taught me a whole lot more about how to um, just how to deal with people. You know, like when I when I gave my my run in politics back in my early 20s, which is pushing two decades ago, uh, I did not by any stretch of the imagination understand that other people can be right and I can be wrong, even if I think I'm right. And it culminated in me cussing out the lieutenant governor at the time and then quitting my job. And I think 10 years later, that conversation would have gone wildly different and I probably would have stayed in politics. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know how to shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. I didn't know, hey, instead of reacting to something that you don't think is right, maybe go research it for a little while and see what you think. And then maybe have a discussion and bring that up in an email. And there's a lot of different ways to go about that. But I had to work in a bar which is an extension of basically working retail where you realize that nobody cares about you. You're not even yeah. necessarily a person to them sometimes. Yeah. And understanding that humans will treat you like that and then figuring out a way to like get in to, you know, crack the shell. I I'm better at everything that I do now because of those lessons that I learned and I kind of just wish, you know, like I probably would be way better at football now knowing everything I know about football if I could go back in time and start when I was in yeah. eighth or eighth grade. Yeah. But the fact is I had to learn all that shit later on. So going back into a, a, a kid's body with a man's mind. Yeah. yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, and, and I think that there's there's certain there's a bunch of different stuff like that. Like, you know, I mean, I think about you know, the older you get to, you realize, ask for help or, or, you know, do stuff together, work together, yeah. so, you know, and let's, you know, especially with bartending, you learn that, you know, if you got five deep at the bar, you're not doing that alone. Nope. There's no way you're doing that. Work alone. as so hard you, as you want. You'll yeah, never get there. You'll never get there. You know? So, I mean, I think that, 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 uh, that all comes into play too. I think with getting older. So, well, we ain't getting younger. Yep. So fucking here it is. Cheers to that. <sighs> oh Yeah. Cool. Let's roll into yeah. question number three. Tommy, what's your favorite comedy movie and why? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. It's, that's Doesn't not, have to be I, like didn't the definitive ex- number I one. I didn't ex- didn't <laughs> expect that uh, mm-hmm. coming out there. I uh, I could always watch Shaun of the Dead. And that's like my newer comedy thing, and it's not even newer. Uh, I, I can't think of anything that's been in the last few years that I can that I can think of that would be uh, in the top two. But at the, Shaun of the Dead, and then uh, and then I, I still love The Jerk. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yep. So I mean, those those two are, are probably um, you know Shaun of the Dead. I've probably seen more than any other movie. Like my brother used to give me shit. I lived with him for he was my roommate for probably a lot of my adult life. He would say that uh, he would wake up in the middle of the night and you could always hear the loop of the menu from Shaun of the Dead <laughs> yeah. or Scrubs. Those are my two go-to things that, that I just kind of always watch just because I feel like they – even now they both hold up. I mean, Shaun of the Dead's great right now. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead will be great in 10 more years. It would be Absolutely. a hit movie yeah. if it came out right now. Yeah. My wife and I have been meaning to watch it because it's October. It's spoopy season. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have a great story about meeting Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but I'll tell it another time. Oh, I'm so jealous. It revolved around that film, actually. Oh, it's so great. That's uh, That would be, I mean, if we can call that one a straight-up comedy, I would say that that would be my answer. Uh, but if we have to look for direct comedies, I made 
a surprisingly impassioned pitch over the weekend for the comedy genius of the movie Eurotrip. Okay. Really? Okay. Uh, it's a movie with no famous people in it in lead roles, with the exception of, if you know Michelle Trachtenberg from Disney fame. Yeah. She's uh, the sister of one of the characters. Yeah. But uh, it has cameos from Matt Damon, Lucy Lawless, Fred Armisen. Um, there's somebody else in there. Oh, uh, Vinnie Jones from the okay. Lockstock yeah. Guy Ritchie fan. Man, I haven't seen that in many years. It was underrated because it came out when so many yep. like slapstick so movies. So all of those raunchy out. R-rated slapstick yeah. high school stuff. High school stuff. Yeah. It was that movie the and torrent of American Pie style movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like American Pie and Van Wilder opened the door for right. all of these yeah. movies. Yeah, correct. And Eurotrip still holds up to me as I get more giggles out of like the whole Fred Armisen as the Italian uh, tourist who's yeah. sitting on the train with them. Yeah. That's never not funny. I bet that would to be me. way funnier now too. It's yeah. so much funnier now after yeah. like Portlandia and everything. Yeah, else, I bet well, it would just be it would there'd be a new light shown upon it. And like finding out that Matt Damon's cameo was because the guy that wrote it was his college roommate, and he just happened oh, to be really? filming the first Bourne movie, like. A couple hours away. I love that shit. So he just drove because I guess the lead singer of the actual punk band had like a little stage fright from all the cameras and shit. So he's just playing guitar. And then Matt Damon comes on as the lead singer of the punk band. And like he drove home that night. I love that he had no idea what he was going to do before he got there. It's everything about that movie. There's there's quotable shit. Everything that happens in the entire Vinnie Jones little 10 minutes is amazing. Uh, they turn the Manchester United soccer like fight song into um, "My Baby Takes the Morning Train," <laughs> and then all the soccer okay, hooligans yeah, yeah, sing it. And he's still there's a when he when they're on a bus at one point there's a there's just a fucking scraggy ass British dude who still says one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. And he goes, he just like the character looks up and he goes, "So I tells the swamp donkey to suck it before I give her a toss <laughs> in the tradesman's entrance and have her lick me apples." And I thought I was going to die the first time I saw it. I completely forgot about that line. And then, I don't know, it was six months ago. Jenny was sleeping and I wasn't tired yet, so I was watching it. And I laughed so hard I woke her up. Yeah. Because that is just such a fucking brilliant. And the, the character just goes. Was it just on TV? Uh, it's streaming for free. Or on I, what? I, I might have just, just gotten high and bought it. Bought, yeah. Amazon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably did that a few years ago. I did yeah. that with Shaun of the Dead, too, so I could watch it whenever yeah. I want. Yeah. yeah, I just looked on Just Watch to see if it's streaming anywhere. Yeah. It's not. That's probably why I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. It's well, not just on Then I just went Hulu through and bought it. Because I'll do that. That's like my only sad. I had a couple cocktails and I You see shopping. the next day on your Amazon account like yeah. how many things you bought? Because I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> renting it's four bucks and owning it's seven. I'll yeah. watch it again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. But then I'll forget that I bought it. Yeah. The uh, it, I don't know if you're like so when I see a movie like that and it comes up and I like and then I see all those cameos I'm always like I just see the IMDb just to see like okay what did this person direct that that they know all these how people how did this yeah. all come together yeah yeah I have to, I'll have to go back and watch that because uh, oh, I loved all that stuff like I loved Road Trip I loved all like all that shit you know what I mean because it was that genre of comedy like came out and was different it was I think it went back to the old school. <laughs> Animal House and, sh- and right. shit like that, Absolutely. right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, totally did. Yeah, Bratislava. <laughs> they show Bratislava. And it's just a stray dog with a human hand in its mouth, and it runs away. And I don't know why. Like that was so funny to me. Charles, what about you? I have a hyper typical answer. Probably it's not like dumb and dumber typical, but Forty Year Old Virgin is so good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very it's, good. I. I'm morbidly obsessed with that movie. I've probably seen it 200 times. It used to be the movie that I fell asleep to yeah. every night when I lived in Bryn Mawr. So I'd wake up to, uh, God, what's the song? The song that plays at the beginning was the menu song. 
Oh, man. It's like a I can't uh, Life of Illusion. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. I'd wake up to that. Absolutely. <laughs> like in the middle of the night, I'd wake up, you know, to head well, to the bathroom and get a glass of water, and that song would be playing. What was the what was the Scrubs menu? Because I used to do that, too. Was it the was it just the banjo? Man, that's still, like, I have weird dreams where when I'm waking up, that song will play, yeah. or the Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The because at Jenny Jenny when we first met and were dating she didn't have um, cable yeah and she had all of the South Parks and all of the Always Sunnies yeah so if we fall asleep on the couch together it was always that menu that was playing and you could always tell like it's just so funny because you could tell what people liked by you'd walk into their house and and you'd see like all the all the Sunny Always Sunny like I had all the scrubs like you just bought all the DVDs Mm -hmm. and you're like go to Best Buy and. Ah oh, shit! They don't have season two yet, you know. And like, guess I'm done like, with that show. My brother and I watched all of the Wire disc by disc through Netflix. Like, you know, order it. it would, yeah, you'd watch it all one night, and then you had to like, put it back in there. Like, yep. fuck! Now we gotta wait like three days. You know, like a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like your follow up might be apropos here. It's kind of two tiered, actually, the way that I that I wrote this. But is there? So, do you have any? Movies that you love that everyone else hates or that you hate that everyone else loves? Comedies, specifically. Uh, comedies, you know, trying to think. Uh, not so not so much. I mean, like, movies in general, I, I my favorite movie, or it's my top two, is uh, It's Wonderful Life. Yeah. And sure. You probably knew that, right? As I, soon as you brought it up, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, and that movie oh, he was one got, of those weird, And that like, movie had horrible reviews when yeah, it came out, but yeah. I'd watch it with my wife and my wife's family religiously for the holidays because they love old-timey movies. We yeah. went and saw the orchestral version uh, last year. Yeah. I forgot what orchestra we were at. St. Paul? The no, Chamber Orchestra? No. Do you think they considered it a comedy when it came out? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean... Everything no, that Jimmy so. Stewart does is kind of funny just because of the way it goes yeah. about saying yeah. it, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I got to keep still... the bad impressions going, right? <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I yeah. think people, sometimes people may roll their eyes at, uh, at like, uh, old Kevin Smith movies, which I still find sure. e- still as good as, as they yeah. I, mean, I, I love Clerks. I'll still, yeah. I'll still watch, I think Chasing Amy is my favorite one. Oh, it's so all. good. Like, uh, also great. Mom yeah, but, is uh, great. And I think that you either like those or you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously, my wife's just like, I'm, I'm going upstairs. Um, but yeah, the uh, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Like, um, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty basic bitch when it comes to uh, when it comes to comedies like that. I love Dude, Where's My Car? I love, okay. I love that movie. I love, can't get on board with you on that. It's, it's, <laughs> I, it's, it's okay. Uh, it's not a good movie. I think I'm neutral on that. I will just tell you, I watch it knowing how bad it is. Yeah. But it's so bad, it's like everyone just agreed to shoot the moon and, like, let's make this as dumb as possible. Yeah. And then watching it as, like, a prank for how far could we go with this, it cracks me up. Yeah. Also, um, the two tight, pleather-clothed guys that are lo- looking for the universe transfunction. Yeah. <laughs> it's the closest I've ever heard to an actual Scandinavian, like, Norwegian accent. Yeah. Like, they actually got it right. Everybody always does, like, the Swedish chef thing. Yeah. Like, for, or the Jamie Lee <laughs> yeah. Curtis in Trading Places. Yeah. <laughs> I am Ina. I'm from Sweden. Like, they actually get it right, and it makes it funnier to me that with everything else so poorly thought out and, like, the plot basically non-existent, that they still took time to get, like, a niche accent in Scandinavia right the fuck on. I wonder if, like, the director was like, I've been – this is not right. This doesn't sound right. Give me two other guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
And these guys are fat. Yeah. With, 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 fuck, yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. But High the, level. Like, that's the one thing he yeah, had to get right. That's like, it. Yeah. And everything else, everything else makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, they, they brought him in because, like, this guy knows what the Swedish accent is supposed to sound like. <laughs> the Scandinavian accent is supposed to sound like. We're bringing God. this guy in just for that. we got to go to the yeah. bullpen to get yeah. one of the experts. Actually, yeah. Ashton Kutcher, uh, he fired the first guy because <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> guy keeps doing the fucking <laughs> Swedish chef thing. I'm from <laughs> Iowa. I, I know what a fucking Scandinavian accent is. I grew up with Scandinavian. Exactly. Those yeah. are my people. Make that motherfucker eat Ludafisk. Let me see what his face looks like. I'm calling David Attenborough. Yeah. He wins. Get him out of here. Yeah. Well, I think. A timer. I feel like that's a perfect time for a shot. Yeah. I didn't realize not to. Is that. Now that I think about it, is that because it was Sean William Scott, right? And Ashton Cooper. And Ashton Cooper. Minnesota and Iowa. Yep. So, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. They just narrowed it. Those two were like. A couple people of Scandinavia. They, they were the casting couch. <laughs> It wasn't even for anything dirty. It was just like, all right, we need to hear your scanning. We need you to still get naked. But <laughs> Yeah. It's also weird thinking yeah. about, like, where Ashton Kutcher's career went. Like, that was basically, like, his last Kelso movie. Yeah. And then he got into real movies for a little bit, and then now he's, like, a billionaire tech developer. Yeah. And I do like that his, his sign-off. Yeah, he produces and he does his Netflix show yeah. and uh, well, does yeah, a lot like, of charity work. He yeah. played Bill he Gates, a lot of right? charity work. Yeah. Yeah. That was like his, he was just like, you know what? Actually, this really kind of gets, gets close to home. This is who I want to be. I would love yeah, to know? watch, yeah. I would love to watch a remake of Dude, Where's My Car with Bill Gates as one of the guys. <laughs> oh, that would be Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg yes. <laughs> as the two guys from Dude, Where's My Car. <laughs> Bill Gates. <laughs> as long as there's barbecue meats involved. Yeah. Bill Gates gets a, gets a, a 1980s color apple tattoo between his shoulder blades. Yeah. And then Steve Jobs is the other guy and he yeah. just gets DOS prompt yeah. on his back. <laughs> What does mine say? Apple. What's mine say? <laughs> DOS. Oh, that's so lowbrow, but I love it. Oh, that, that's a that's that's a very good answer. I, <laughs> trying to think of any. I, there's. I don't think there's any like shitty comedies that I like. Just still get down on. I feel like. Do you have one? Yeah, I was going to move on. Mine actually. It, for each side of the equation, it's two holiday movies. Ooh. My favorite holiday movie is Bad Santa. Oh. I fucking love Bad Santa. I laugh a lot, but I have a tough time with how mean he is to that kid. I know, but it's like formative. I know. He's like he learned so much about himself. It's like, yeah. I, and I love dark comedies, and there are so few of them. Even I think rewatching it's fantastic. it, my cringe gets too hard for that kid. I just <laughs> love really. him. I I love the movie, and I have a weird crush on Lauren Graham. Yeah, like everything. I love Billy Bob. Like everything about yeah. that movie is great. But like the middle section, I have a tough time with because it's. Okay. I don't know why I feel like. <laughs> That's different than saying it's my, bad because no, it's Marnie, not bad. Marnie thinks it's bad, but she my, knows I love it. So my she'll favorite watch it line for that movie is like the just the part where like the guy comes, somebody comes to talk to him and he's eating, and he's like, "I'm on my fucking lunch break," and like, and he's eating a salad for some reason. Like it just it never made sense. He's like this big alcoholic and he's eating a salad in the middle of the mall food court, and like lettuce flies out of his mouth. Yeah. I don't know why that small part is like Bernie, my favorite fucking part Bernie of Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I forgot. And then, that. and then the one that I don't like that everybody likes is fucking Elf. I don't get it. I love Elf. Yeah, I, I don't love get it. it. Yeah, I, love I don't it. get it. It's just Will Ferrell, Will Fer- oh. Ferrelling. And then, yeah, but you can't say that anymore because he's fucking terrible now. <laughs> I always like the. I always like pick out the the weirdest thing. I think this is like I always catch like weird lines that are like uh, my brother and I will like my wife, our wives get pissed off because we like will quote movies to each other and they're like. That's how they communicate. And uh, the the one elf line that I like is when uh, when the, the little little person, 
What's his name in real life? What's the actor's name? I cannot remember. The guy from uh, Station Agent. I know what you're talking about. The guy uh, from Peter Mar- Dinklage. Yeah. There you go. He mm. uh, is running across a table, and uh, and Will Ferrell just holds his arms out, and he goes, oh, look at you. Like he's going to get oh, hold of right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Before, before we go any further, your point of reference for Peter Dinklage was Station Agent, not Game of Thrones? <laughs> Didn't he win an Oscar for Station Agent? No. I don't think I that, thought he won an Oscar for that. I don't know. I literally think I know two people on I earth that have seen that. that movie outside of me. <laughs> and like, I'm the guy from my left foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was the, the guy from the local stage production of yeah, yeah. Shakespeare in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm sorry. Yeah. If, I, if you've seen that movie, <laughs> if you have seen The Station Agent, please comment on this episode because yeah. I would love to know that there are more than you know, far of the us. The fucking thing is, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's a good it's, it's like, oh god, how do I say this? It's like what's eating Gilbert Grape <laughs> with with without uh, any mental health issues. <laughs> I don't know where it came. Like, and, and Game of Thrones should have been the first thing that I said, but I, I, I don't know if I I panicked. <laughs> I'm just so proud that you said that. Restaurant, I can't think of what I want. I just say the first thing that comes to my mind. It sounded really sophisticated. Oh, my God. It's All right, so cheers great. to Peter Dinklage. <laughs> to Peter Dinklage and the station agents across the country. Oh, now i got to watch Station Agent, too, after little, I watch Euro Trip. Little, it's a really beautiful movie. Dinklage for Peter Dinklage. Yeah. It's a great it's, – it's a beautiful performance by him, but it's two hours of nothing happens, and then the movie's over. But it's a really beautiful performance. Sounds like Elf. And you, have, you, and you haven't seen <laughs> <an> Elf? <laughs> no, I have. I, it just took me a second. I don't – I have a tough time – I. The holidays aren't a thing that I really love that much. I've, I'm trying to get better because of my wife. Yeah. But I always had to work through all of them. So I just get passive-aggressive comments from my family every year about how I don't give a shit. Yeah. So um, I holiday movies aren't a big thing for me either. Scrooged is my favorite Christmas movie uh, because it's an anti-Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, mine are the grumpy old men movies yeah. and Bad Santa. Yeah. I was never – yeah, I was never a Christmas guy. I'm not religious, but mm-hmm. uh, my – my older brother loves Christmas. Uh, Tony loves Christmas, mm-hmm. and my wife's family loves Christmas. So I've leaned in. I'm like, all right, let's let's have some fun. Yeah, Ooh, I like Eat that. Some food and watch some movies. Yeah, yeah. all the stuff, stuff that happens. I like. It's. For I think sure. it's just. I'm still just emotionally stunted from from 19 until 37 or 38. Holidays couldn't be a thing for me because I always had to work. Because I didn't have kids, so then they're like, "Well, you go to work because she's going to be with her daughter." Oh yeah, that, fine. That's, yeah, I don't absolutely. Care. Or you I just sh- volunteer, like, like uh, so I can have New Year's off. Yeah, uh, that was yeah, exactly. Yeah. The uh, and that's taken off topic to ask you guys a question. But do you think that this year for Christmas it'll be bigger than it is because of COVID? I feel like it's going to be bigger than it is. I, I feel like maybe not the shopping season, but I think that people are going to go full tilt into decorations. Like you're going to see shit earlier. I mean, they already are, but like I think people are like going to want that. That that bit of Christmas spirit, I guess, earlier, and like I, you know, I think it'll be bigger. I guarantee yeah. you, my Facebook feed on eleven one will be all Christmas trees. Yeah, I know. I got ten, maybe fifteen friends that already have trees in their garages. Yeah, they may right. as well transform your living space since you're in it all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, Why not? Can we make it happy? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, uh, all right. So. Um, you and I have actually riffed about this before, and I never I, – I don't remember, at least, when we were – I don't remember us ever coming up with an exact answer for it. But um, all three of us have had to travel for work before. Yeah. Usually when you're traveling for work, that means wife's not coming with. Like, you're usually solo, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I was always blown away at how many people thought I was so lucky for having to travel for work yeah. all the time. And 
I would always think to myself, like I try and it's, I just didn't want to have a long conversation. So I would try and just be like, I mean, yeah, you know, it's fine. There's pluses and minuses. And yeah. Eh. Uh, but I really wanted to be like, you have no fucking idea how much what I hate like, this. Yeah. Yeah. It's great banking points and all that, but that you don't think about that when you're there. Yeah. So looking back on when you were touring full time, what is the thing that you think people don't understand about traveling for work? Or like, what's the shitty thing that people don't think of? We're like, oh, lucky. Oh, well, I mean, well, for me, when I traveled for work doing stand-up, I drove everywhere because uh, yeah. I was poor as shit. Like, and I, and I stayed in the shittiest hotels. I mean, I, every once in a while you get a good hotel, but I, like, I didn't have like that, you know, I didn't have that corporate, like you got a corporate credit card and you mm-hmm. got to go stay at the, you know, the nice hotel. It was like, no, you, if you got a Holiday Express, you're like, this is fucking awesome. I get to be here for a weekend. Did you, you know? like the driving? Did you like all the heavy uh, I, driving? I you know, actually don't mind it. Uh, okay. um, you know, and I always thought that I would like flying more, but like it's, it just sucks. It's just more waiting to where like driving, you have control over what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You stop whenever you want to, you got your own music and you know, you just, you're kind of doing your own thing. But uh, yeah, I never, I mean, People would always say like, "Oh, oh, you, it's so hard. You're, you, what do you go out and you work for an hour a night, and then you, and then yeah. you get to go back and That's have it. drinks at the bar. It's like, yeah, but do that a hundred times in a mm-hmm. row, and you're gonna be like, I just want to go home and like sit and and uh, and catch up on stuff and see my friends and do all that stuff. So, yeah, it's I mean it's brutal. I mean, especially for you know a Midwestern road comic." It's not a good existence. And I don't know that anybody that does it will be like, this is great. <laughs> the only person that will say that is like somebody just started doing it and this is their second week. <laughs> you know, where I mean, I guess had I been like an over, you know, cross country salesman and I was, you know, staying, you know, it may have been different. I guess I don't, I don't know the difference. But um, I, I, even when I went to go in my first sales job after I got out of like doing stand up, I worked for Cisco and, uh, and I had to go to um, St. Louis for, I go there for a week at a time. And then come back for a week at a time, and that was brutal. And mm-hmm. like, and they put you up in a, in a decent hotel, and you, it was just like, just sucks being away from home. The only nice thing about uh, being a road comic would be that, you know, especially when I was doing it, it was just it was just me. So you'd have to like kind of figure things out. But like, it'd be nice to be able to be gone for so long. But then you get when you got back was like the the best thing ever. You get to see everybody, you get to talk, you know. See all the other comics out, and you talk shit about what you know, what you're doing, where you're at. You, you know, there's a camaraderie about bitching about the same place. You're yeah. like, yeah, the hotel still sucks, or yeah. you put me up in the the comedy condo, and the oh. le- fucking roof leaked on me. You know, I had that happen like just first <laughs> night there with the bed soaked. Like, what the fuck? Who was in here last? <laughs> and they're like, oh, thank God it's the roof. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, but yeah, and then and, and there's, there's very few instances in your life where you can find a wet bed and think, thank God it's the, the roof. roof. Yeah, but yeah. that's one of the comedy kind of the only the only time. Yeah, yeah, you bring your own sheets, you bring your own pillow. Yeah, you, yeah, and uh, so people would be like, God, it just seems so exciting. It's like it's really not. I mean, like your your life is really like you drive all you really are they're paying you to drive more than anything else because they i mean i think to a certain extent they like when you do well but they you are the thing that brings drinks into their people buying drinks into the bar so like a lot of places they don't really give a shit like they don't even really treat you very well um so you drive for a living you you know and and then you you sit in a hotel that was never like some guys are like we're very good about like i'm gonna get up tomorrow morning i'm gonna go to the zoo and i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the mall and i'm gonna go do all these things and you know and yeah. i was never i was like i'm gonna sit in the hotel and from the time I wake up, I may go get lunch or I may have lunch yeah. delivered in or, I'm, and then I'm going to sit here until I have to get up and go work. And then I'm going to work for an hour and then I'll come back. So would you say the worst part was not being home? Just like, yeah, for sure. I mean, like it, it, I think that, um, the, it's always great going to different 
parts of the country because you get to see how crowds are different and you get to meet a lot of cool people and, and, and there are a lot of not cool people, but like, uh, right. there's, uh, there's something to be said about like, there's clubs that you really, really like, even if like the accommodations are bad or things like that. Audiences are great. There's, oh, there's a, you know, the bartenders are, are cool here. And like, you know, there was a one place in, in Little Rock where, you know, it's a comedy condo, but like every night after the show was done, the couple of bartenders would grab their guitar and play Lucero songs. Dude, you know, and that's like, awesome. And like, and you just sit and have drinks, and like, you just, you know, you just shoot the shit with with all these guys, and then you'd see them once a year, so it was like really, really nice. Yeah. Um, but that wears on you, and then, and then, you know, the first time you your car breaks down because it's got two hundred fifty thousand miles on it, and you're in the middle of Nebraska, you know, it, 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 you're like, why am I doing this? Um, and it's hard. It takes a long time to realize why you did. Do, I mean, it, it, sometimes still, I'm like, why did I? It was a lot. That was a lot of years that yeah. I could have been doing something else, but. Um, but you get on stage and then you have a good show and then it kind of goes away. I completely blacked out the fact that you worked for Cisco for that little chunk. Little chunk, yeah. Yes. This poor was dude. It Cisco Food Service, yeah. Cisco Networking, or no, Cisco, Cisco the Rapper? Food Service. Yeah. No, I wish it was Although, Cisco the Rapper. Yeah, well, he <laughs> lives in Maple Cold Grove. Does live in yeah. yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Just look for his turquoise uh, Humvee mm-hmm. or yellow, one of the two. Yeah, jumps um, But uh, I can't. Did I ever tell you that we <laughs> we we gave Jack all kinds of shit because he took over your route? And they invited us to like this big Cisco dinner up at Grand Casino, and uh, they took us to the steakhouse, and they were just you know throwing bottles of wine yeah. out. It was crazy, and uh, buckets of wine. Yeah, I went and grabbed the server, and Jack had gotten a, a dry twenty eight day dry aged ribeye, and we asked if they'd cut it up into little cubes and then bring it out with a plastic cup of chalky milk. <laughs> oh god and they did oh as god. they were dropping everybody's entrees wow. so they made sure to get like all the big wigs at cisco in a row go. yeah he wore yeah. a bow tie yeah. every day he's yeah. a sweet guy yeah. i mean it's honestly i loved guy. him yeah. Yeah. and then they're going like just bam strip bam ribeye bam ribeye and here is your steak yeah and here's your chalky milk for a good boy. And she it's tapped happy, him on the shoulder. Birthday. Oh, no way. Oh, it was so beautiful. Oh, like the whole table. He couldn't get a word in edgewise for 10 minutes because the whole table was just laughing. And he's like, why would you do that? I'm like, because you're not Tommy. But you're still but you're still in industry. And yeah. that's the whole thing is like, and that's what I, I loved about the, the, one of the coolest things because I had really good bosses when I was there. And uh, the, one of the coolest things that, that happened with me after that is that like, they knew I did stand up, but I kind of couldn't do it as as much as I wanted to because you can't really be a, a sales rep and then go in and do a show at a place and then let's say it doesn't go well and like they buy food from Cisco like yeah. they don't, you know they don't want that um but when I so when I left there I got a call like maybe 4 months later from my old boss was like hey our our yearly big galas coming up do you want to do stand up at it ooh I was like nice. you, I said you're going to pay a former employee to come back there and talk about Cisco and just, and I was like, I'm just going to say, and he was like, say whatever you want. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and I went up, did like an hour and, uh, and they were so fun, but I was just dropping like super inside, just talking shit about people. And they were, they were super great with it. And like, they paved really well. And like, that had to have been a lot yeah, of fun, it was, though. it was, a, it was a, <laughs> I, kudos to them. Cause I now, now when I go, I still look at the sugar packets to make sure it's all Cisco. You gotta. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They did, they, and, and also they, they, uh, not to make it too industry, but, uh, the training for them was like, it's super good. Like they, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good company to work for. Nice. Yeah. Go on. But, oh, uh, for me, uh, it was realizing, and this is in my current marriage and, previous relationships and even when i was single it was realizing how quickly i devolve into a completely helpless bachelor like if you take away my kitchen and you take <laughs> away a refrigerator 
and you take away any means to provide for myself yeah. other than just going out and getting something in a bag or a box and bringing it back. Yeah. I turn in like I go down a shame spiral so quickly yeah. where if I don't have to like I would go sometimes the company that I used to work for, um, I was doing like bi-monthly trips to New York. And there were days where I would give myself an extra day on the front or the back just so I could go have some fun in New York. Yeah. And if the weather sucked, I just wouldn't tell anybody. And I would just like sit in my pajamas or naked in a hotel room and order food delivered to me like twice. And like, is that, is that pizza grease? Is that cum? Well, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I'll just wipe my mouth with it. It's fine. Yeah. You know, like you just kind of like, it, it devolves so quickly because there's nobody checking and there's something freeing. About, like, I can kick my sock over there and my pants over there. And, like, who cares if I don't finish this beer? And who cares if I don't finish that pizza? Yeah. I'm going to leave it on the bed when I don't finish. wake Wait, up tomorrow this, morning. Is I'll this eat a good more. thing or a bad thing? Though? It's a bad thing. I hated okay. it. Yeah. Because it so was. You're saying you felt shame. I, absolutely. Because then yeah. I would, I would like, pack uh, up and have to go be like a normal human again. Yeah. And you'd look around and you're like, I was here for 36 hours. Yeah. This looks like a homeless person has been camping here for two weeks. Yeah. And that's it's every time I'm traveling by myself. I always see that. The only difference is now that I'm married, one half of the bed is always still perfectly made because yeah. I don't ever <laughs> roll across the center. Yeah. Like Jenny and Millie have two thirds of the bed and then I have my little strip and that yeah. still stays no matter if I'm <laughs> with her or not. King size bed or not. My little strip is where my shit is. Yeah. That's I used to say like uh, how when my wife leaves to go out, like, let's just, she, like she'll go to Nashville with her friends. So like uh, that first 24 hours, you're just like, this is going to be great. And then, the, you know, the next day you're calling her like, please come home and make me drink water and eat a salad. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I want to go to bed early. Like, Bernie yeah, Mac. Get a salad to... just like Bernie Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Got to go to the lunch break. Got to go to the mall food court. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charles, do you travel a lot with work? Uh, yeah. I mean, we do a lot of market research. So yeah. that's sort of at will. But have you I, noticed you know, anything that, that isn't as glamorous as people want to think that it is? Well, I would say that one of the perceived downsides and it's pretty minor is that and it isn't just with travel but it's just in my day-to-day life even with doing this podcast as crude as we can be i'm always representing my company and my clients so i have to always be careful of of how i behave like last summer when well i guess it was last fall i was in san diego for beer week with splinter i just went to all these amazing events and wanted to like let loose and just be a goof but you also have to be cognizant of the fact that like i'm writing this off i'm here to learn about this marketplace that's on the cutting edge of what's happening in the beer scene and in the libation scene the food scene and i can only get so rowdy it's a little easier being you know almost 39 years old to not be that guy but it's not just like overconsumption it's Sometimes you just want to like be a total goof with your friends, and yeah. you can't when you're handing out your card yeah. and people there know who you are, or some people depending on where you where you're actually at. Uh, and so that's that's the irony, I guess, when you work primarily with libations based companies. You just think that I think people think that I drink all day every yeah. day. Yeah. That when I visit my clients, there's just beers on the table in the conference room. Yeah. It happens once in a while, like yeah. a special occasion, new beer comes out. We're doing sensory or something, but that's but, it. Yeah, but also like. I'm such a consummate professional when it comes to getting my tasks done that if there is a glass of beer, I'm like, ah, oh, he shouldn't have gave me a, a 12 ounce pour. He's just going to make me yeah. drowsy, you yeah. know, because you start drinking at 10. You have a glass of beer at 10 a.m. Yeah. and you got to work the rest of the day. You, you just get a little nap, drowsy yeah. at your desk. It's the anti-coffee. Absolutely yeah. it is. So, I guess, yeah, that's the I guess that would be it. Is it's a, It's a minor qualm, but it's this idea that it's not all fun and games, even though it's fun stuff 
and Quam, you definitely have an understanding of this as well. Going into accounts and you're like, you know, I gotta I gotta order lunch and get a beer because that's I what you do. That. Like yeah. sometimes you have to manage those. I'm sure that's also like a small negative for you because for anybody Absolutely. that does what you do, like yeah. you can't get a sandwich in every bar you nope. walk into. Yeah. No, it's helped. Um, you know, I'm 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 overweight and I'm trying to be less overweight. And it's helped that I just made myself a promise that I'm either bringing stuff with or I'm going home yeah. four days a week. Yeah. So once yeah, a week, awesome. I'll eat out. That's and it's good. weird that as soon as you get rid of that, it also gets rid of a lot of opportunity to have a beer. Because sure. if I'm not yeah. sitting somewhere for a half an hour, then it's a lot easier to say no. If you're just walking in, saying hi, dropping off some shit, checking on a couple of things, like yeah. that seems more informal. But the minute you're sitting at the bar and the bartender's talking to you and yeah. like, you know what would go great with that sandwich is this beer, then it's tough. So I've just tried to, like when Jenny and I cook now, I do a bigger batch and then she's working from home a lot. Yeah. So then we both have lunches taken care of. Extra, and if it's something yeah. I can bring with, cool. Otherwise, I'll plan my day around coming home for 20 or 30 minutes, Yeah. you know, see the dog, let her out if jenny's in the office and then i have that but that's my only way around it sure yeah it's got to be hard to create routine yeah what you do like because oh. you're all over the place all the time yeah. right yeah well so. cheers to drinking less yeah yeah <laughs> we drink more <laughs> Oof. question Ooh, number I like five i couldn't i this is i i had no idea how you would answer this okay no, okay confident it'll be wrong biggest or most irrational fear Sometimes they're Ooh. mutually exclusive, depending on the person. Uh, I really want to say jean shopping at the buckle. Were we together once? In La Crosse, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> did I buy jeans with a flappy pocket? I'm sure I probably bought jeans with a flappy pocket. No, you didn't, you didn't buy Or we made fun of jeans with a flappy pocket. Yeah, I remember jeans with a flappy pocket. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Biggest or most irrational fear? Uh, I guess the uh, the the most the biggest fear is uh, is going to sound weird. I, I don't I don't want to uh, I don't want to die alone. <laughs> I don't think that's an irrational one. I think that that's yeah, totally rational. Yeah, just that's like, why yeah. there's an or in there. It's, yeah. it can be an and or. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, for some people, I, it's something I work in silly. healthcare and I work prominently, and it's it's a lot of uh, elderly people that, and so it's just like. You know, I see a lot of like, you know, poor people that are like just struggling and, and yeah, not to take it down too much, but yeah, that's probably my biggest fear. My most irrational fear. Uh, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't like spiders, mm. but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I spider uh, yeah, specifically, or? there's, there's very, uh, I guess there's very few, few things that I put myself in place with, right. Where I have to deal with that i'm, I'm uh, as you know i'm a very controlled person as far as i like certain things and when i <laughs> i say this because ben used to give me so much shit about how i, I live my life in like a in like a, a five square mile bubble where i didn't go outside like when i was single i've i was i lived in northeast minneapolis and i'd never left northeast minneapolis I just, hey i live in northeast minneapolis yeah. and there's not a lot of reasons to leave yeah and, and uh so th- there would be there would be that and uh um not that it's a fear i, I don't like um I, I, weirdly enough, I don't like awkward social situations. Like mm. I, I feel odd in uh, in talking to people that I don't know in a in a um, in a social setting. Like I could talk to people on stage that I don't know because it's I'm in control of the whole thing. But uh, sure. But I don't uh, I don't necessarily. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like that's not necessarily a fear, but I don't I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Charles? 
Yeah, I had to think about how serious I wanted this to be. Yeah, I, I got, don't have I got, any like. I got, like I, got, I got one end. Of, yeah. I got both ends of the spectrum and nothing in between. For yours, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna do one. I mean, we already know that I have misophonia because I've talked about it yeah. on the program before. So that's like, Tommy, if you're not aware, it's like Is clicking. It like mesophilioma. Uh, no, it's. Could we get some money like off that. a class it's, action suit against it's asbestos? It's like a, an aversion to arrhythmic sounds. You know, like okay. chewing, uh, toe I tapping, the same thing. nail clipping. So many people say that, and I believe that probably, probably what. What it is is that either like a very extreme version of it mm-hmm. is is something that I think I'm on the extreme end. Okay. I think a lot of people have some version of that. I'm not going to say that though. Okay. It's just that's real quick. Mine has got to be uh, uh, I have entomophobia. Uh, phobia. That's a fear of bugs, but oh, it's yeah. a very specific bug. I fucking hate ticks. I had Lyme disease. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. I'm I mortified of ticks. Happened, yeah. I do tick checks like you wouldn't believe. Now that I have a dog, like the two times that we've taken him to the cabin, I'm like, I know he had his tick stuff, but I don't know how well it works because I haven't had a dog before. And so I got to check him anyway. So like, yeah. roll over, buddy. I'm going to scratch your belly. And I just make sure to check him all over. I'm a very hairy man myself. Like, I'll yeah, go to you gas probably station. have more hair than your dog does. He's pretty overall, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty fine beard, hair. I probably have more hair in my beard than that dog has <laughs> on his whole body. Matter of fact, I brought him here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I actually like to joke with Brandon that, or Brandon actually one one day. I have a black hat. My my buddy Brandon said that he was born <laughs> of my beard. Black friend. I, t- I, t- I honestly did too. I was like, wow, Charles. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, hey, come on, guys. He's my beard. <laughs> <laughs> no, the joke is that my black hat was born of my beard. That oh, he that's climbed, fair. Like he. Be- when I grew my beard out so much, a cat actually was was birthed. Out. I feel like where we live, you could stick that into a mythology, uh, like Persian mythology, right? And sure. just say that it's a legend, and people hey. would just go with it. Yeah, all right. Or like that's a that's a movie that's coming out next month. Is a cat becomes a, <laughs> the sequel to Keanu. Yeah, just the sequel to Keanu. <laughs> yeah. So I'm mortified of ticks because I had Lyme disease uh, three years ago. So I'm just like always. I'm telling yeah. Marnie. You know, Marnie's gotten. Like, no hair, obviously, but we're at the cabin, and I'm like, did you do a tick check? Yeah. he's like, Charles, come on, man. It's like the fourth time you've asked me today. That's, I, I did it the other three times. No, I, it's, a real, right, okay. it's a real fear. Like, I love the fact that my dog is completely hairless underneath on the undercarriage and then has really fine, thin, short white hair on top. So you can literally pet her, like, four times, and you've done a tick check. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, Bogey has fine hair, too, so it should be yeah. easy to but tell. again, being pitch black, it's harder oh, to yeah, see Oh, yeah, that, too. Like, right. with Millie, I can see the spots on her skin underneath her white hair. Yeah. So it just makes it a lot easier for us to look for ticks, but that, that's legit. I mean, I was already paranoid about it prior Before. to getting bit and getting Lyme, and you learn as a Minnesotan that in July – you're pretty safe. Yeah. Like, they're gone. It's July. Don't worry about it. It was July 17th. I was at my buddy's cabin. He actually took me off the beaten path to show me a tree that uh, he thought Bigfoot snapped. So <laughs> uh, this is my buddy who recent, recently passed away, Mike, who I God absolutely adore. He came out of that with a fear, what a gem. He came out with that with like, a fear of ticks and not a fear of Bigfoot. <laughs> well, I, if, I wish I had met Bigfoot <laughs> instead. I could have ran. So anyways, I knew that's when it happened is when we walked through this tall brush. You know, like I didn't do as good of a job of checking myself because it was July 17th. Yeah. The next day I'm taking a shower. I feel something on my torso. I look down. There's a fucking deer tick on my torso. And of course I thought, ah, what was it? I'm like counting the hours. How many hours was it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was roughly like 20 hours. And then a couple of weeks later, my fingers started to hurt and the rest is history. Ugh. That's, it's not fun. Don't get it. Do tick checks. PSA, do tick checks. Yeah. 
That's there's a Brad Paisley song that I feel like even though it's a bad song oh, about ticks. For ticks. Yeah. Like they <laughs> they made it it's literally a fucking checking song his dog for ticks. about I'm gonna check you for ticks. And, and that's like about station agent. That's me getting you naked. Yeah, that's actually the theme <laughs> song. Me getting, <laughs> seriously? That's seriously. Whoa. Look it up. It's a Brad Paisley song. Yeah. I uh he likes her so much he wants to check her for ticks. Yeah. I I learned okay. I learned that really song. Really nothing girl in the song a beard also. Yeah, I learned that song in lacrosse, Nothing Wisconsin. Nothing I'd less rather think about in that scenario than a fucking tick. <laughs> That's a way to ruin the mood. For Absolutely, it's Did disgusting. Did you guys meet lacrosse? Is that no? Okay, I was I just both talking. About it lacrosse. was literally just because you came down to visit one time at that fucking club. That was where there was a girl. She would every week she would offer in the middle remember, of like banging this. it out dance floor music. Like Usher, yeah, is on, and she's like, "Will you play Ticks by Brad Paisley next?" Oh my god! And she was finally. Weird. It was like this sounds like a South Park thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like one of the last times I was there. <laughs> I just find. I took, like, she are was you like, a bartender? And you want people to go get drinks? <laughs> she was literally like offering up thirty bucks. So I took that her up on it. That place was something else. The most insane <laughs> situation that I've ever like. That that I feel like you and I have entered. Like you were like, oh come, I'm, you know, come, I'm DJing the night before that. You got to do the show. Like come down here, and I was just, like walked in. I was like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is this? That uh, that actually um, that reminded me of of international fear. Uh, I'm really cool with roaches? bats. I fucking Frank love. Roaches? I love fear bats. Frank roaches? <laughs> I love bats uh, in outside situations. But um, when we were building that bar, we used um, reclaimed barn wood. And there was a live bat still sleeping on one of the boards. And I was just standing. I was like, what the fuck is on that board? Like, it's got some, like, I thought it was like a pile of, like, cobwebs or a yeah. tumbleweed or something. So one of our barbacks just went and, like, tried to brush it off with a broom. And this fucking bat went ape shit, just flying all over the bar. And I was not. Fuck you, I was sleeping. Yeah, I was not calm or collected. Yeah. I was See, like, I'm, ah, it's not my job. Situation. I like, like uh, irrational fears. Not that many. Rational fears? All, all of them. them. All yeah. of them. Yep, yeah. I have no, uh, yeah, If you put a snake on me, I'm fucking done. Legitimately <laughs> irrational fear that I am I am getting over. I'm not still over it, but I am getting over it. Uh, for 25 years, I had to set my alarm clock in multiples of 13 for the minutes. Otherwise, I was convinced that I was going to have a bad day. I can do. I can run multiples of thirteen till the fucking cows come home because I know all the math for all of it. So superstition. Yeah, it was like a superstition, and then I got it into my head at some point when I was like 30, 13 or fourteen that it was. That, it's that, probably thirteen. Yeah, it's probably thirteen. <laughs> that somehow because it was supposed to be my lucky number, and that still is. Like I'm thirteen. I, I'm, I think I'm actually wearing a thirteen sweatshirt right now. It's I. It's a part of everything that I do, uh, but. I got it into my head at some point that it was also then bad if I didn't use it for my alarm clock. And it's probably like on my alarm right now, wherever my cell phone is, you know, let's check it out. I probably have four or five alarms and one, two, th- all four of them are multiples of 13. I don't, it's, I try to get myself out of it cause it's so dumb and I catch myself setting it and I'm like, why am I doing this? But then I can't, bring myself to not do it is your wife's rational fear that she's married to a serial killer <laughs> uh, but she has to set hers to odd numbers so it actually worked out really well yeah you guys are yeah we're both weirdos yeah that's why yeah. it works yeah <laughs> don't just look at her and then look at me you guys, you guys and then assume going. that i'm rich <laughs> it's Ooh. that hot hot pit bull woo girl so what were was there another one? Well, yeah. So you said you had multiple. Yeah. Well, it's because like the other end of it is like a more serious one, but it's incredibly irrational because I okay. don't actually think it would happen. But really, it's like every day it crosses my mind at least once. And I'm sorry for this being such a downer, but like 
that eventually my wife is going to think the things I don't like about myself. Like every day at one point or another, I will think something awful about myself and then I talk myself out of it and it's fine. And that's like where my combo of depression and anxiety express themselves. And it's usually like a random thought, like, God, you're a fucking idiot. Why is, you know, like, why does anybody love you? And then it runs a 30 second course through my brain and then it's done. And then we're good. And it's like, oh, well, I'll tell myself today that I'm funny or I'm interesting or, you know, like I'm good at my job or whatever it is that gets me over that hump. Sure. But there's, uh, there's always that fear that all of a sudden, because she's with me all the time, just right. like I am. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what if you start actually thinking the things that I think about myself? Because I hear the things that I say and then I think that. And if I'm a rational human, then there's a chance. And I know that that's not how it works. Right. I know that she sees me completely different than I do, just like I see her completely different than she sees herself. But at least once a day. Just idle thought. Yeah, runs yeah. through my head. Just messing, and then, me- your, your own mind messing with you. Yeah, just a couple drops of ice water down your spine, right. and then it goes away. Yeah. And <laughs> we're fine. But uh, shout out to that. Hey. Cheers, guys. Boop. No fear. No fear at all. Just whiskey. Oh, no fear. Man, those got, those got banned from my school. I'm printing shirts. You hear all this stuff? No. Drinkage for Dinklage. No oh, fear, yeah. Just whiskey. Yeah. Thwarp the glurp. <laughs> Thwap the Thwap glorp. Thwap the glorp Thwap from the glorp. last week. You guys are going to have I, I was actually working on typography for that today. I want that shirt. For stuff. But I do, I do, yeah, basically every episode we come up with at least one thing that we'd wear on a t-shirt. Yeah. So you just got to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess this is, this is me. Uh, I thought Grand this finale. would be an interesting one, uh, given the fact that you've made people laugh for so long. Is there something that will make you laugh no matter what? Or can you think of the last time that you laughed so hard you were crying? Like, is there a time where if you just close your eyes to think of a time that you laughed so hard, you didn't know if you were going to find another breath again? And what was it? Or is it like kicked in the dick is always kicked in the dick. It's never not funny. Oh, I mean, uh, I think that one thing that uh, on a constant makes me laugh is uh, is a weird thing that I didn't think would be a, a thing. But watching someone step on something like a Lego or like something oh, that, that, yeah. that fucking like uh, <laughs> will make you cringe to the point of, of like – that makes me laugh every time, and, and like the, you know, the, the kick in the dick is still a kick in the dick. Yeah. It's still there. There is still pain. Makes me laugh probably harder than than any other like than any like great stand up set. Oh, so where other, it's like, so you other know, people's misfortune very, is what you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that says something about me as well. Um, but yeah, that, like I think that uh, I, I like physical comedy. I've never done it before, but man, I you know. You know, you talk about forty year old virgin, the the the, the hair stuff. Oh like my any, god! Any, any of that stuff, the waxing scene, yeah, has yeah. has made me like. Any time that somebody gets hurt, <laughs> Mika, you it's bitch. just uh, it's. I mean, I was one of those idiots that thought that the the you know all the jackass stuff was like yeah. you know I mean all that shit that still, still make me laugh Fantastic. you know Come over on. and over again. Um, but yeah, like uh, for some reason that one thing of like somebody randomly stepping on a Lego piece makes me laugh every time there's a commercial right now where a guy steps in a lego piece and i laugh my ass every time i see it every time every time i see it um but besides that like uh the 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 things you know i guess uh i guess i laugh a ton when i'm with comics that that's the the the, one of the biggest things to me is like i rarely get to go hang out with with comics but like if i'm with guys that i work with a, a ton like uh from with dan mogul and we're in a casino 
and you know, had a couple of drinks after a show and we're just laughing at the people that are like, it's never not fun to me. Like that's, that's always, that, that, that is the thing that will, that, that will get me going back to doing sure. shows in small places. And then, you know, when I don't have, like not necessarily have to. And shout out um, to Dan Mogul, by the way, cause he is one of the best at like, just walking through a hallway and picking things to make fun of. Yes. Like he is, it, it's like a surgeon with a scalpel when he decides to dissect like complete strangers at the state fair or whatever. Like, and, and like the last time there was another comic we were working with that kind of looked like an old lady and we were at a casino. So every time we saw anybody that it could have been the most, it could have been like an old black lady. And we're like, Oh, is that him? And like just the whole time, just, you know, and just like that, that whole long running thing that happens over and over and over again, like uh-huh. inside jokes that, that, that shit, that's my bread and butter right there to where like, I'll be like on the phone and just and my wife's like, "What are you fucking doing?" I'm like, oh, I haven't talked talk to Dan or I haven't talked to Steve or like any of these guys in a while. It's just like that shit always comes back and it's always fun to me. Like that, that's my favorite thing about stand up now. Like where I'm at is the performing's great, but uh, the hangout is so good. It's, <laughs> it's so fun. good. Yeah, it's 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 like this. It's like you know shooting you know one liners back and forth that nobody else gets, and you're just like, that's that's the best, you know. Or, you know, my brother and I have, like, a ton of, like, old school shit that we just laugh about. Sure. But, uh, you know, so uh, that, that, that's kind of my big my big thing besides, you know, physical comedy. I mean, there's there's a lot of comics and, and comedians that make me laugh a lot. But, I mean, it's, you know, as a comic, you watch comedy and it's not really – there's never really, like, I'm, I'm belly laughing over right. stuff. It's just like you appreciate stuff. Like, I, oh, that was like, a good bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Charles? We've gone down this road a uh-huh. couple, in a couple of different forms, but the last time we discussed this, I think I was I, I recounted the story of my buddy getting hit in the head with the door. Oh, still makes me laugh. One of the I wasn't even I there for it, and you telling that story still makes me laugh. So the two, yeah, the, we told this, we told a similar or had a similar question in two different forms. One was wrestling bloopers because I said <laughs> like wrestle botch stuff makes me laugh yeah. my ass off, and the other thing was the story about Mike. Another thing that. Two, so two stories that have made me absolutely lose my mind laughing so hard I couldn't breathe were accounted by the individual it happened to. And both were male friends of mine that shit their pants in their car. Why do men shit their pants? Why do men shit their pants in their car? So it's it, 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 mutually exclusive to these two stories were two facts. One, they knew they should have shit before they yeah. left. <laughs> That's number one. Number two is that they both were like Stallone and Cliffhanger. Hanging on for dear life to the steering wheel, floating yeah. above the seat. Yeah. Because they thought if their ass touched it, down, yeah. they would shit all over. <laughs> and both stories are quite different. Actually, one of them, my buddy shit outside of his work, and he's pretty sure his boss saw him do it. I love, love that. Because oh. he grabbed a bunch of papers and ran out and ripped off his own underwear <laughs> and shit his brains out, Spread leaned sheets. up against a wall. And used the sheets to wipe his ass and then threw them up against the wall. And then when he went inside, he said that he saw his his boss like walking in at the same time as I'm like, hey, boss, how's it going? <laughs> and then my other buddy was in his mom's SUV and actually shit. <laughs> he shit. He shit so hard in the, in the vehicle. Leather seats, by the way. He shit so hard that it shot up his back and yeah! filled, filled the cup holders. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, he told me this story totally seriously. He said, like, he was, like, it was in the middle of winter, and he's in the driveway trying to clean it out before it froze. Like, oh, my God, dude. 
He I, shit so hard it, it flew up his back oh and filled God. the cup holders. No, no, it makes me want to add to like I, I know a, a guy who's a cop, and uh, he was telling me about how you know you never you think about cops being very steeled and very about how he had to shit the one time and had, like made it to like this little offshoot part of like you know it wasn't the main place where they go but they have like a little station or whatever and he was like as you walked in you would have seen a glove here a glove there and then it's like a belt his his belt with his gun and everything in the and like he's just shedding clothes as he's fucking getting close to the thing <laughs> get uh, off get yeah. off get off yeah. oh my god and just another walk, thing just have to walk back sweating and picking up your gun <laughs> oh, and your uh gathering yeah. your belongings oh, yeah so beautiful i'm sure another thing people who shit themselves in their car have in common is that they all turn into Shia LaBeouf. Oh, absolutely. They're probably in there going, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think he'd been just smoking a joint afterwards like he did in the, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High, just to try and make it smell like something else and forget that it happened. Just like someone describing to you them like lifting themselves off the seat via the, the steering wheel as they're driving, yeah. like <laughs> pressing down on the gas. Oh, knowing the closer you get to the toilet, the worse it's going to get. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. The last yeah. fifteen feet are by far and away the worst. Yeah. No, it's just, yeah. it's probably oh. that's probably like knowing's half the battle, right? Like oh they know God. that the toilet's yeah. not that far away. Like my one buddy who made it almost into the building. He said that he was, like, literally at the halfway point where he was like, this is a mistake. <laughs> and he said he started blowing every light. Like he's oh, going, absolutely. He's like, like, dude, he almost killed me. You know what? And, like, and I don't know what to do. Talk about what you want. Those stories, that's, that should be funny to everyone. Yeah, it they're, should they're, be. They're, they're, that should, you know what? If you're cringing at that, figure it out. I had to drive, uh, I had to drive from Burnsville to Maple Grove once and uh, definitely should have peed before I left. Mm. And I, <laughs> it's like trying to do the math of like how long I had to drive. I'm yeah. not going to make it. Yeah. And I'm on that stretch of 35 where there's not really any gas stations right off the road either. You know, like yeah. between like 46th and 35th, 36th, like it's just tough. So I decided to, uh, I pulled the car over and I had a, a Gatorade bottle in there and I just set that kind of where the dipstick is. And then I just had my hood, my hand up on the hood, and I just oh, had nice. my dick in the bottle, and nice. I was just pissing. And fucking car full of girls comes cruising by and just gave me a double tap. Burp, burp. Like, I think that guy had his dick out. Burp, burp. I'm like, Thanks, guys. That's a hard way to hard check in the oil. Yeah. Oh, man. You're checking the oil. You got to turn around. I love, as a trope that works for me every time, I love when somebody goes way too far for a bit. And the payoff is so small. Yeah. Like, okay. I will go to the ends of the earth for, like, a really bad, dumb joke. And uh, I had a friend who... Uh, her... Wait, like a dad joke or, like, a joke that doesn't work? No, like a, like a, a premise that really doesn't work. Like, okay. you're workshopping a pitch for an SNL sketch, and it's the first time you thought of it. And then okay. the payoff isn't funny. Sure. I think that is so much funnier. Like, I love watching comics bomb. My favorite comic I've ever seen was at an open mic at, at Acme. And he literally announced that he was going to do five minutes of material from 1840. And it was all political humor from 1840 to 1845. And it was really unfunny, but that was funnier to but me. Well researched. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a friend who was like, please come back next week. <laughs> I had a guy laughed. I better keep doing this. I had a friend. You're ruining lives. Like, I crushed. <laughs> he's, got, he's got comedy. A guy years. laughed like, really hard. Yeah. One guy. I just need a room full of that guy. Oh, man. How do I accomplish I, that? It was Steve <laughs> Kelly and I were like, at the did show. Did you hear that shit? Yeah. You're on uh, Misconnections. Yeah. Like, Where I are you? a room full of the one guy who has ever laughed. You were there <laughs> at Acne. Three rows back, I heard hear you laughing. I saw you pissing into a Gatorade bottle yes. a half hour before the was show. Was that you? 
but yeah, I had a friend who uh, her boss's name was Felice. And she was like, Ben, do you know her? And I go, yeah, I think we're friends on Facebook. Her last name's Navidad, right? And she goes, yeah, I think so. And I was like, okay, we've just sloughed <laughs> off that her boss's name is Felice Navidad. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. And I kept trying to work little, little things in like, oh, and like she loves the holidays. I don't know if you know that about her. Really, really big. Da, 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 da. And then she caught on and she's like, oh, ha, ha, like Felice Navidad. And I was like, yeah. And you know her roommate, like Mary. She's like, oh, like Merry Christmas. I'm like, no, Mary Johnson. She's great with like spaghetti sauce. You've never met her before. And that, like, the shutdown of her laugh was so funny to me because <laughs> I was running with just an idiot's yeah. pitch. But the fact that it stopped her from laughing was so funny to me that I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. And anytime that happens, if I've sucked all the fun out of the room, that's also my favorite thing. Especially if it's for like one person. Yeah. Uh, I remember Zach, uh, who we used to hang out with all the time. And uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. But uh, there was one time we were at Bullwinkles and we were sitting there and we were talking about movies. And uh, we brought up like Wolverine. And, and we were like talking about, you know, we were basically talking about Hugh Jackman. And then we were talking about like who who played Wolverine and just kind of fucking around like who played and like guys like that was Hugh Jackman. We're like, no, I don't I don't think that was who it was. <laughs> and then we fucked with this guy for like thirty five minutes and the guy's like finally he's like, It's Hugh Jackman. And we're like, No, I don't you think you're thinking of Hugh Grant and like and like we went over and over and over until this guy left. And it made me howl. Like we're just like you know where you, you know where you're like you and a you and a buddy catch on to something, but you don't say, "Hey, we're doing this now." It's like, "Yep, we're in it. We're in it. You're in it now." And and you just keep looping and looping and looping. And the guy's just like, "He's like, what?" He's like, "No, it's Hugh Jackman." Like, no, I think it was. Like, it was like he's an Australian guy, and uh, and 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 now he plays Wolverine. He was like in a he was like in a like a musical, and he's like, "That's Hugh Jackman." Like, I don't think that that's who we're talking about. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he in Station Agent? He was a little person. Yeah. When you told the shit. Your pants story, though, that did remind me of a brilliant one that it, I'm just going to sneak it in real quick. It doesn't require a long exposition. I had a friend uh, who you actually showed up at his roast on his 30th birthday unannounced. The worst, the worst thing that I've ever done in my life. It was so great. I, I, talk about somebody bombing. <laughs> I bombed. Because I didn't know the guy. They're like, you want to do a roast? I was like. I don't know yeah. him at all. They're like, but I thought it was. I thought yeah, it was really easy. funny. We lied to everybody and told him that it was one of his childhood friends, and then oh, yeah. we tried to pretend that he was wrong for not remembering going to school with Tommy as a kid. Okay, and then we just fed him a <laughs> bunch of things to like riff on, and eventually it just turned into make fun of Ben, which is exactly where it should have been. Okay, uh, but that was brilliant. So that guy. Uh, he still to this day, uh, if he's had some drinks, is like fifty fifty that he might pee his pants. Like sitting at the bar, yeah. doing anything. It just it's it's part of him. It's we how it is. Okay. And uh, we were out for um, a different birthday for 50, him. 50 Come on, you need some adult. I mean, diapers. it's it's probably like ninety ten. Or like but a go girl or something. It's happened know? enough time that there's a couple <laughs> of stories. Okay. Give that guy a Gatorade bottle. But we were walking yeah. from one bar to another, and the bar that we were headed to was a bar that I DJed at, and he happened to bartend at. And as we're walking, he's very far along on the drinks. And uh, I can see from behind, like I can see on the inside of his khakis, that there's just urine he running down. He doesn't know he's Oh, peeing? don't wear khakis if you pee yeah. your pants oh, yeah. half the time. Or out to a bar, just in general. It's like uh, a little sweaty guy wearing gray shirts all the time, you know? And, does his shirt tucked in? Too and I was khakis? like, uh, and he just looks over his shoulder and he goes, going to go until they throw me out. I'm like, okay. So we're walking up to the bar, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, how I'm going to – or up to the door, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get us in because I don't want us to be in line. I really yeah. want – I like the idea of that I, I can sneak somebody in who 
piss themselves yeah. and still get them in. So I'm trying to of work on that. Of course you are. <laughs> I'm trying to work <laughs> on that. Of course you are. Yeah. Because uh, you want to tell that story uh-huh. at least 10 times. Absolutely. Yeah. And Look I hear, at the wet spot. He beat himself. Yeah. <laughs> I got him in. It yeah. was there before we got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hear behind me about 10 feet, I hear, oh, what's up, John? And I was like, oh, no. And I turn around, and this is uh, Sidney Rice, fresh off his Brett Favre Pro Bowl year, is standing next to my Keep friend. And John looks up at him. He's a regular at the bar. And so, I mean, John had served him plenty of times. Looks up at him and he goes, man, it's good to see you. It's my birthday today. He goes, oh, well, happy birthday. He goes, thank you. Honestly, though, I'm glad you fixed your, fixed your shit because, like, you had to fix your shit, man. You do, you're doing good now. And then he gave him a hug. And oh, man. I was done. I was fucking done. I had to go outside and literally walk around and have a cigarette because the fact that not only was he getting into the club and walked into bottle service, yeah. but with a full pant of urine. Yeah. He hugged a Pro Bowl wide receiver and then told him, I'm glad you fixed your shit because you needed to fix your shit. And Sounds like a guy who was ready to piss himself. Oh, it was just fucking genius. And the fact that then he was like, all right, man, I'll see you up there. And they high-fived and he walked away. And at no point had anybody noticed that it looked like he rode here on a wet horse. I mean, it was the full like horseshoe. Like, it probably looked yeah. like desert camo. <laughs> it, was, it was desert camo. This guy's got good fashion. Look it at was, that. Yeah, that's the new thing. It was wow. a macro-printed camo. Yeah. One leg camo? <laughs> he had one dark brown area. But that was I, every time I would think about it. Every time I'd be like, "Okay, I'm good. I can go back in." I just start laughing again, and I have to yeah. walk around the block again because it was too fucking funny. And he lasted five minutes inside. And then some girl was like, "Why is that guy wet? Oh my god!" And then immediately thrown out. But that one Still, will always get me. After he had probably been dancing with like ten girls out on the dance floor, hugged probably, everybody that yeah, he knew. Yeah, every single person. Good for that guy. That's the wet bandit. That's the wet bandit. <laughs> Oh, Reno has no idea. They have yeah. a celebrity criminal. Uh, well, that is going to be the end of it. Uh, Tommy Thompson, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Uh, well, you can find me on TommyThompsonComedy.com. I will say that right now it's very light uh, due to COVID. <laughs> what? I, I, will be, uh, I will be, let me pull up my phone here. Highly exclusive I, dates. I have a Monday show coming up. Maybe the day that this airs, if it's coming out on Monday. Uh, let me see here. It's, uh, it's going to be in Big Lake, Minnesota. Whoa. At uh, On a Monday night. Yep. I will be at Monty's Tropical Hideout. Oh, I've been there. Yep. In yeah. Big Lake, Minnesota. Absolutely. For their uh, election day comedy show at Monty's Tropical Hideout. It's uh, Wear night, Something okay, Patriotic. So the night before the election. The night before the election. Uh, get in for free if you wear something patriotic. So whether it be your socks well, or your... Uh, there won't be any wear, sort like, of wear like a hat or like... You wear some sort of a, uh, and by by patriotic, they do not mean Confederate flag. Uh-huh. You can wear something red, white, do they and blue. Specify uh, horizontal stripes, stars. Uh, <laughs> let's just keep that uh, in mind, people. Uh, actually, wear whatever you want. I don't give a hey, shit. Hey, you uh, know, if yeah. you watch uh, Ninety Day Fiance, there was a guy on there that had a guy from Nigeria who had a um, Declaration of Independence shirt. I wonder if you can get that. There in you Amazon. go. Probably can do it. Yeah, Classic. it's uh, it's gonna be on Mon- this next Monday, the second. 
day before the election, uh, if this airs after that. This will air I'm, after that. I'm totally fine. <laughs> Just that. check out the website. Yeah. Tommy so, Thompson, uh, yeah. Comedy. Otherwise, com. I'm, I, yeah, I've got some things. T-O-M-M-Y. T h o m p s o n comedy dot com. Correct, and uh, and I only assume that uh, I will have a ton of things by the time this airs. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, coming. Uh, yeah, so comedy right now Maybe is. You uh, could be listening to this in a year when they go back through our catalog. That's, that's fair. These guys are fun. Yeah, check them yeah, out. Comedy yeah. right now is it is it's comedy right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, this is uh, this is the, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me in the last six months. I will. Uh, I'll thank you for letting us come over and, and hang out at your house and drink your whiskey. Yeah, this is yeah. a lot of fun. I want to remind everybody slash beg everybody to please uh, give us a review, uh, leave us a comment, tell us a story about a time that one of your friends shit his pants or her pants. Uh, whatever you need to do, the more comments that we get, the more likes that we get, the more ratings we get, the more they'll push it out to people outside of the Midwest and wherever. So it really helps us uh, get in front of more people. So please, if you'd be kind enough, do that. Yeah, Follow. recommend us to a friend. Yeah, yeah. Grab a friend. Play along. Like Subscribe. Put one of these on and play along with drinks at your house and answer the questions. It's fun. Like half yeah, the I, got friends who, I got friends who took our advice early on and will like, hit pause and my buddy has drinks with his wife. They have pause and they answer the questions and then they see what oh, we I see. I love that. Yeah. What we say. Yeah. yeah. Something fun, man. We're all hanging out at the bar is, is almost impossible right now. So let's try and recreate those vibes and uh, let us know how it goes. Check us out on all the socials. Uh, libations for everyone. You can find us on everything. Thanks to Charles and his genius. And uh, we'll just say t-shirts coming soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll be saying that probably for a while, but we'll can get you, some shirts. Do you, can you, do you have to spell Dinklage differently <laughs> to make it work? Station agent, I think, is all we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have 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 Peter Dinklage and all of his Game of Thrones shit, and, and just say, you, you might know me from station agent. <laughs> when we have him on, we'll ask him yeah. <laughs> six questions about station agent. Peter, we're coming for you. Yeah, uh, thanks again, everybody. Uh, enjoy your time. We'll talk to you soon.